Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. I'm here with my friend Allison Hale today, and uh, we are just enjoying the cooler weather of these wonderful fall months. Uh, at least I am. Allison <laughs> is still in the Dominican Republic and enjoying the balmy breezes of the ocean, right? Or oh, wrong? absolutely. Yeah, it's okay. a little bit. I was sitting, I actually was <laughs> sitting in front of the ocean the other day, and it is at this time of the year, the ocean is calmer, it's smoother. Okay. There's no crashing of the waves onto the coral. There's no, you know, there's not okay. a lot of waves. And so it was actually um, very, it was very peaceful. Tranquil. And it yeah. was, and of course, balmy, not so much, but so in much. the evenings, it's, it's actually, it's cooler. So I do wear a long sleeve shirt in the evening. Oh. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. We actually go to long sleeve shirt. All right. right. So Low seventies. Is... Right. Low <laughs> low 70s in the Dominican Republic we've got right. to throw this in Cold I love snap, it you know I love it I love it, I love it. that's so. hysterical <laughs> oh my gosh all right well you know Allison today we're going to talk about um a topic I think that is so relevant to our culture today where we're at and especially as we're getting ready to go into the holidays mm-hmm. um as we're kind of nearing this Thanksgiving season Christmas season um ironically which I always find this so fascinating is that the holiday season is labeled as one of the most lonely times of the year for so many people. And we're talking a little bit today about loneliness and about how people are impacted by that and how we need to step into that and speak into that a little bit. Yeah. And I think it's important, especially during the holiday season, we have, we have a tendency to look forward to being together. Some of us, a lot of us have, have blessed with family and friends that we look forward to these mm-hmm. times where we can get with the ones that we love or the ones that we hang out with. We, yeah. we cherish them and we have a chance to just reconnect and, um, and, but that's not that that's not the case for everybody. And so mm-hmm. we're going to kind of try to open a window a little bit today, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Because, uh, we pulled up some, some reliable statistics here uh, on loneliness to kind of give us just a little Mm. bit of perspective. And some of these were pre-COVID. So this is important to note because COVID has made some of these statistics just, they've blown them out the door. Right. Um, But in 2020, there was a survey done. 61% of adults in the United States reported feeling lonely. Mm. That that's over. I mean, that's well over half That's 61%. Um, and that is, you know, that's a, that's a, that means out of 10 people that you see six of them. Yeah. Okay. Are going to say they're struggling with loneliness. Mm -hmm. So you got to think about that in in the world that you walk around in every day, whether it be your encounters with people at the grocery store to the people you go to church with, to the people that you work with, you know, you look across that landscape and you think, okay, there's 10 people I'm looking at right now. Mm -hmm. Probably six of these guys are struggling in some way with some aspect of loneliness, which I think is massive. Um, you know, older adults, um, AARP has some statistics that they run on older adults, and they said that 43% of adults over the age of 60 say they they experience significant loneliness 
Mm. So that means our older population, and of course, this makes complete sense. Yeah. Many times our older population, sometimes their spouses are passing away. Mm-hmm. Sometimes their uh, kids have moved away from them. Yeah. They're no longer raising kids in the home. And suddenly things get really quiet, really fast. Yeah. And, and, you know, and if you don't live in town where you've got a lot of your family and a lot of things like that, you can oftentimes experience this sense of just being isolated and being a right. little lonely. Um, yeah. And it's, it's really sad because when you think about, when you think about that, those are the times that everybody's like, oh, you know, for maybe stepping back, maybe to rest or to be mm-hmm. retired or whatever, but that brings along, you're no longer seeing people with, you're no longer seeing who exactly. you work with. Uh, you no longer see, yeah. you know, the people at the day-to-day getting out and actually mm-hmm. seeing people oh, yeah, is exactly. so, is so valuable. Yeah, no. And, and I think so important. Um, yeah. And it's not just the older people, though, you mm-hmm. know, young adults. In fact, this is the number that we're seeing hugely impacted by by COVID. Um, young adults in 2020 pre-COVID survey said 30 percent of millennials say they often or always felt lonely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. OK, those numbers have exploded yeah. um, since we've come through. And um, and loneliness, it, it, you know, I think for all of us, we say, well, you know, what's the big deal? You know, I mean, they just need to get over it and kind of wrestle through with it and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But loneliness has a huge impact on our mental health because loneliness is directly connected to things like depression, anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is also very interesting enough. uh, The psychological medicine uh, journal says that social isolation and loneliness are linked to get this a 30% increase in risk of heart disease. Yeah. A 32% increase in risk of stroke. Wow. So you, you know, we know that so we've always known that loneliness affects our mental health, but I don't think mm-hmm. everybody is realizing that loneliness affects your physical health. And yes. uh, th- those, those statistics are really shocking. They, they really are. And this one is, I think, Allison, we, you know, we talked about some of the things, loneliness impacts blood pressure, okay, inflammation, yeah. different kinds of things. So it has an impact. But this is the one that I think when you and I were talking about yeah. this, that kind of was like, what? what? Um, yeah. the, the study of proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, okay, so that this is their research. They, they said that social isolation is, is, is as, as damaging to your health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's, that's incredible. So it, yeah. I mean, if that statistic is true, mm-hmm. that means the damage that you're doing by smoking 15 cigarettes, it's equal damage, maybe to different areas of your body, but yeah. d- equal damage, uh, as you struggle through loneliness and anxieties and the different things that come, uh, come with that. Yeah. So obviously, mm. um, we, you know, this is a, a huge issue in our, in our society. It's a huge right. issue in our culture. And, you know, social media, uh, we talk about social media like it's this thing that, oh, we're getting so connected. Mm-mm. But research is saying just the opposite. It's saying that social media usage is often associated with increased feelings of loneliness yeah. and social isolation. isolation. Yeah. Uh, exactly. So there's a strong correlation there. So really what we think of is, oh yeah, we're going to get really connected through social media. Actually, social media is having an opposite effect. Mm-hmm. And so we're talking, it's interesting because this, and this, this podcast was, 
um, was brought about. And, and what we're actually going to talk about is not because we've talked about this before. We tend to isolate ourselves, right? Yep. So mm-hmm. we tend to, to pull away and pull away from this. So, you know, and set here and, 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 and a lot of times and sin is isolating, but we tend to isolate ourselves, mm-hmm. but this podcast, we're actually talking, we're going to be talking to the people who see the lonely, Yes. Or who can step into the lonely. Yeah. We're not, you know, if today you are feeling lonely, yes, get out there. But we're actually trying to talk to, and we want, we, this is really important because mm-hmm. as we were talking about these issues, Reba, you kept coming back to, but we need to flip it. We need to be, yeah. we need to step in as we're preparing and gearing up for the holidays. We need to include or make mm-hmm. sure because we're all talking about, oh, getting together with our friends and family. No, no, no. This is the time where you really need to seek out somebody who could be struggling with social yeah. isolation or, yeah. you know, we all have, and I'm, and I know, and I know we all have these friends or family members yeah. who are like, she just likes to be left alone. She, right. and we talk about this person and, or they even say themselves, I just like to be left alone. You know, don't let that happen. Liar. Like, <laughs> right. I just want to say liar. You're not yeah. telling the truth. Yeah. I mean, that makes you feel better. And that way you mm. see, you don't have to say, well, I, it, it feels bad if you don't think you, people want to be with you. Right. So I think it's yeah. easy for us to say, oh, I just like to be by myself, yeah. but I don't know if that's eh. always true. Right. Exactly. And so we're, we're, and we're talking to, and this could be, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit of a social butterfly. My husband is not right. uh, obviously. Um, but we're actually at this time in our life and at our age, uh, I think, and mine is I can, I can probably track mine to hormones. If we want to be honest, I'm mm. more of the, I just want to be alone. And Gary's like, uh, I need my friends around. And so we're actually yep. switching, you yep. know, flipping he's flipping the script. the script up on, but we're this podcast is to 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 talk to all of us who know or can for us to identify mm-hmm. those friends family members people in our church people in our yep. congregation people at work who need to be included who Absolutely. need to be who need the cycle of social isolation to be broken yeah and i think this is just a call for us to step out of our comfort zones maybe mm-hmm. or actually just lift sometimes it's just lift your head yeah Oh, you yeah. know, I get so self and, and I'm guilty. So mm. I am so preaching at myself right now, but I can get so self-absorbed, so self-focused and so into what me and I'm doing mm-hmm. that I actually can pass people and not see them. I can, I can pass a problem and not see the problem mm-hmm. because I'm just so focused on me and myself and I, yeah. but this is a call. I think for all of us to lift our heads and say, wait a minute, mm. who who can we reach out to Yeah, yeah. today? Who exactly. can we, who can we impact right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm not asking you to impact a thousand. What I'm asking us, I think everybody listening to this podcast, what a difference we can make if we were just to start asking or praying or thinking about who's one person I know that I'm seeing at church or I'm mm-hmm. seeing at work or I'm seeing in my, in my circles yeah. that I think is probably lonely. Now, again, six out of 10. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Six out of 10. So don't tell me, well, I just don't know anybody. Mm -hmm. You just don't know anybody that's got a shirt on. This is I'm lonely. Please invite me to your, you know, to your thing. Um, but I know that we've got an older adult population. We've got millennials. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, we've got young people talk. So there's not an age group. that's not talking about struggling with loneliness. 
Right. Exactly. And I think it's, it it happens to me so many times we come into church and I say, Hey, how you doing? They say, fine. I keep walking. Um, they could be literally bleeding if they say fine. I just, you know, I don't, Mm -hmm. I, I don't, because I, like you said, I'm so absorbed in what I'm doing or how, where I'm going at that moment. And, and that tends to be all of us. And so I, in this time, you really need to be praying, open our eyes so we can start, so we can start looking around and, and mm-hmm. identifying, like we said, either at work or, or church yeah. or school or something yeah. there is, um, there is, it's just so important, especially right now when it's going to get easier and easier as the months get colder, you know, and holidays mm-hmm. happen, we get so absorbed mm-hmm. in everything. It's so easy at this moment to allow people to become isolated. And, and this is the time that you don't, that you, you need to kind of flip the script a little bit. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, as we come into Thanksgiving, um, I know some of you, you know, you don't go away for the holidays. You, you eat, you eat right there at your home and whatnot. What would it look like for you to invite somebody to your Thanksgiving dinner or uh, to a special time during the holidays uh, to kind of connect them? Um, and, 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 you know, as we, as we look at this, Allison, we, we looked at this passage of scripture that I mm-hmm. just think reminds us uh, and gives us some principles, gives us yeah. some a teaching uh, here. And we we're looking at it from Mark chapter two, but I think all of us, if, if you're familiar with the Bible stories of the new Testament, then this is probably a story that you have at least are you've heard about. Yeah. And it's Jesus is in Capernaum. He's teaching, he's at this home. And so all the crowd is gathered, you know, it's way every, yeah. everywhere Jesus showed up, this crowd gathers. And so there's people in, in the description of Mark chapter two says that there's so many people gathered that they filled the home. They're packing out the outside. They're trying to listen in. Um, and there's not any more room for anybody yeah. anywhere. And Jesus is preaching and he's teaching. Mm-hmm. And so there's, there's this guy who the Bible says is a paralytic. So he can't walk. Yeah. Okay, he's paralyzed. He can't walk. And there's no way that a paralyzed guy is getting to Jesus. And uh, he can't without help. Right. And so this story tells the story of four, four men, four mm-hmm. friends, I think, yeah. four crazy friends um, yeah. who, who get this man on a cot and each one of them takes one of the corners. So we can, yeah. we can just picture this in our minds mm-hmm. as we've got one man at every corner of this guy's cot. And they're trying to get their friend to Jesus and yeah. they, they know Jesus heals people. And they're thinking if we could just get our buddy to Jesus, Jesus could heal him. And so you can imagine, I don't know how far they walked. I don't know how long it took them to come up with this plan, but you can imagine the excitement that mm-hmm. they're having as they're on their way to this house, knowing that Jesus is there and the opportunity is there to get their friend in front of Jesus, believing that Jesus will heal their friend. And there has to be this level, I think, of genuine excitement uh, yeah. uh, to get them there. And then they realize as they show up, mm. there's no way they're getting there's this guy no yeah, in front of Jesus. Exactly. You know, and this place I mean, is packed. Right. And this is, I mean, think about it from a, from a loneliness perspective, this guy, I mean, being paralyzed is not, it's the friends have to come to him. And I think so many times, this is so important. The friends have to come to him. Uh, and in our, in our day and age, a lot of us are, Hey, call me if you need me, you know, and we're expecting the lonely right. to reach out to us. And I think this is really important because those friends literally had to go get that guy 
pack him up, pick him, you know, pick him up. And some of us who tend to be a little bit more, um, not seeing maybe that's, that's me personally. I'm that that's who I am. I don't see the problem necessarily as quickly as I should, or I feel like I should. And so I'm always the type of person who says, well, if they're lonely, they should reach out. If they're, if they're talking to me, you know, if they need to call me, you know, if they need me, they'll call me. And that's not what these four friends kind of went to the guy and said, Hey, we're picking you up. We're taking you somewhere. Yeah. Which I just think is, is so important. So there's that initial effort, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then they run into this obstacle. Right. And the yeah. obstacle is they can't get him there. Too many and, people. and I think at this moment, most of us would expect the story to go on to something like this. You know, man, we feel so bad for you. Yeah. We tried so hard. Yeah. And it was just too crowded. Cause I'm sure mm-hmm. they're like, excuse us, pardon me. Can we get by? Yeah. Can we get through And All these people are like, no, get, you know, get, get yeah. out of the way. We're listening to Jesus teach. Um, and isn't that like us sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're so focused on what we want and, and right. that we're not even willing to let the needy get through. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so these guys, instead of giving up, yeah, the Bible tells us they do this very interesting thing. And that is that they, they decide to take the man up to the roof of the yeah. house and and their their plan for getting him to the roof is that that they're actually going to tear the roof up yeah and they're going to create a hole big enough to take a, a an average man maybe he was 6 foot tall so you can imagine you've got a 6 yeah. foot wide hole here right. that he's yeah. going to drop down into so they're they're going to create a hole and they're going to drop this man into Jesus's lap because right. they're like no we've come too far this is mm-hmm. too important. We're not yeah. leaving. We're getting you to Jesus. And so there's just this incredible story <laughs> of them getting on top of the roof and, and what that might've looked like. And then tearing this guy's roof apart. And, you know, at some point, yeah, the straw and the mud and the dirt have to be dropping down. Be dropping and down, I yeah. think Jesus is, you know, I, I just have to think he loves this kind of thing. Yeah. And so, you know, it's hitting his head. And he's mm-hmm. kind of looking up as everybody now is yeah. looking up as to what's yeah. going on and the smile that probably is hitting Jesus, his face. And verse five, I think is so important. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing I just want to drive to us today. Here's yeah. what it says. And when Jesus saw their faith. Right. Yeah. Now, Allie, we got to circle this word mm-hmm. here Yeah. because it's not the man's faith that Jesus noted first when he saw their faith. Yeah. He turned and said to the paralytic. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that so many times our faith as yeah. a collective group of, right. of, friends of friends or a community or whatnot, mm-hmm. it's sometimes it's our faith yeah. that gives another person the ability to have faith and right. to watch God do the work in their lives. Exactly. And I think that's such a huge point because all we are stronger together. Right. And, and that's, absolutely. And that's, a, that's going to be the theme of the, of the next conference is the together, mm-hmm. how important it is to be together, but yeah. their faith, their collective faith to carry the four corners yeah. and to break apart the roof, to drop it down. And that did not go unnoticed. And so maybe, I mean, who knows who was saying what, whether, uh, the, the paralytic guy's just sitting there. He's probably, maybe he's saying something. Maybe he's like, it's not worth it. I've tried. Don't worry about it. Right. You know, or maybe, maybe yeah. one of the guys is like, no, but they all banded together. And I, and this story is so important sometimes for us when we're, when we are in ministry or we are in, um, 
in, in a struggle, but we can encourage one another mm-hmm. collectively in our faith or when we're flagging or, Hey, the right corner, he's like, Hey, why don't we just stand outside and see if Jesus passes by? And yeah. you know, no, 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 none of them. They would just like, like, no, let's tear the roof off. And that's so important because <laughs> that is a collective group of people who are saying, we're going to, we're going to get this guy to Jesus. And we're going to, we're going to show him who our faith is in our faith is in Christ. And so, and we're going to, and we're going to bring this guy to him so that he can believe as well. Yeah. You know, and and I'm sure there was, there were people, there was a lot of important people there that day. Mm. Uh, We've got, we know that the scribes were sitting there uh, and these were the people who were responsible for writing scriptures. And so you've got some important people that were in the room that day. And, And I think for, I just think it's so interesting. These men didn't really care about, what was said to them or what, what, Mm -hmm. what it looked like, or, you know, um, this is so embarrassing or whatever. It's just like, you know what, I'm going to take an extra effort. We're going to take that extra effort step to be able to get our friend to Jesus. And I just think Allison, there's a lot of people right now that are really Mm -hmm. lonely, that they're really struggling Mm -hmm. and they, they need, they need somebody. They're never going to get there Mm -hmm. by themselves. Right. Yeah. And it's up to us to reach out and it's up to us to insist it's Mm -hmm. up to us not to let maybe they're maybe they're a prickly person yeah or not to let their first answer be what we accept they're like no i'm fine you know don't accept that first answer yeah and you know and you know i think if we all took a moment today um that just to pray Mm -hmm. um and ask the lord uh, to help us, I think we might be so surprised as to yeah. what God would do uh, right. and how he would work. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, Allison, I think we just assume, well, that won't matter. If I invite mm-hmm. these people over to dinner, it won't matter. Or if I make a phone call, it won't matter. Or if I invite somebody to coffee, it won't matter. Yeah. Um, but we don't know how God's going to work. Right. Exactly. And we, we don't know what that phone call means to them or that text message means to mm-hmm. them or inviting them over. And then, you know, they're like, well, they say, oh, they couldn't come. Well, I tried. Yeah. Well, no, you had to try again. Yes. Um, you know, because I just think if we, if we ask God to show us who these people are in our lives and God points them out, that means, mm-hmm. okay, now I have some responsibility to do, to do something. And, yeah. and I think we need to contact, put this in context. We're not saying that you have to adopt these people, right? Right. Yeah. No, hopefully not. You know, nobody that nobody wants to live with my with my dogs. But just, I mean, even stepping in at a moment, because like you said, you don't know what your text or your phone call or your mm-hmm. invitation means at that moment. I just this just happened to me. We were doing, I'm I'm a very busy missionary, and we had a group, and I went and we visited another very busy missionary that she and I rarely get to interact unless it's like, Hey, I'm bringing a group over. Hey, I'm bringing a group over. Um, but she's from middle Tennessee. So we kind of speak the same accent a little bit. Um, and, uh, but anyway, I just, when we left, she had, because it was such a crazy activity and we were running out the door again at the end of the activity, we were hopping on the bus and I ran over to her. Um, and I just, I hugged her neck and I said, I love you. And I ran off and I, she, she didn't really respond. Um, and then like, as I was running, she's like, bye Allie. Okay, fine. And then I got, um, 
but the next morning I got a message from her. Uh, you're just wanted to tell you, thank you. Uh, your intentional hug and love you before you left was exactly what this little sister needed in that very moment. And she mm. said, I'm watching, I'm learning and I'm praying. And so it was apparently, I have no idea. I just, mm -hmm. I wanted, I didn't know that she, but it, it was so important uh, to her. And thankfully, yep. you know, she reached out and, and that little thing makes it say, okay, I do need to be more intentional about, you know, running because we could all, and the excuse is justifiable. I'm so busy. I've got this group or I'm yeah. so busy. I've, I'm running, you know, I'm running a carpool lane or I'm so busy. I'm running to pricing practice or there's so many things that we're doing good. Mm -hmm. We're running to do the good things, but yep. we're stopping. We're forgetting the people that yeah. we're serving. And I think that was kind of a little bit, and I'm thankful that she wrote me back and, and, and said, Hey, I, that meant more because you don't know what somebody's going through when it, when you do make the phone call. And so make a second phone call, send a yeah. separate, you know, send a follow-up text, do a, do a, Hey, let's talk after, after carpool, or let's, let's go get coffee. You know, once you're, mm -hmm. you know, instead of running and doing some grocery shopping, let's go shopping. Let's go to a, to a coffee shop while our kids are, you know, in, in soccer practice or whatever. I don't, I don't know, but we have, none of us know when we, when our stepping mm -hmm. in moment is so needed for an yeah. isolated or a lonely, lonely crowd. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, I know we have a lot of people moving into the Chattanooga area right mm -hmm. now. I mean, it mm -hmm. seems like every week, um, I run into somebody in, um, so a different context. It might be the grocery store. It could yeah. be whatever. And it's, it's interesting. And you know how it's happening because people are like, Hey, um, do you know where such and such is or whatever? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, let me, I can help you with that. And they're like, yeah. uh, is there a good such and such around here? And I'm like, yeah. Hey, are you new to the area? And they're yeah. like, yeah, we just moved here. And I'm like, where are you from? And they're like, California, mm. New York, yeah. Michigan, you know, yeah. um, Far and I'm places. like, okay. Yeah. And so everybody's like, oh, okay. Well, I'm like, well, yeah, sure. Um, and I think you got to realize so many people are being displaced right now. People mm -hmm. are leaving where they, yeah. and they're coming into new areas and it's just, um, you know, for me, it's just that opportunity, even for people I don't know, right. um, I'm trying to be consciously aware of just even smiling when I go yes. to the grocery store, yes. uh, smiling at people and, mm -hmm. um, you know, being okay to say hello. And, um, you know, somebody wants to tell me their story, you know, um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, okay. You know, um, yeah. it always happens at the wrong time. And when I'm in a hurry, uh, mm -hmm. that they want to tell me their story. Um, right. but I, I have, you know, so it's just trying to be patient and realize, you know what, this person's probably lonely. Yeah. Um, they're probably, maybe they haven't talked to somebody in a while and they're looking for people to talk to. Yeah. And so, you know, I think whether we know people well, which is mm -hmm. obviously should be the first place we start reaching out. Yeah. Um, but even in or our even worlds of where we really are yeah. just interacting with people on mm -hmm. a daily basis, you know, in all kinds of settings, we have an opportunity to, I think, to show the love of Jesus. We have an opportunity to share to our faith. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Our collective faith about, yeah. and I, and that's so, that's so valuable because think about it. If you are the fourth Christian that somebody comes in contact with that day, that is kind, that shows kindness, that gives the phone number or gives a help, maybe that collective group of faithful 
Christ followers will convince this new person, yeah. you know, and that's, that's, that's so important because so many times we are either our heads are in our phones yeah. or our heads are in our, you know, in our backpacks or our books or whatever. And, yeah. and we don't look up, you know, lift up and see the harvest that, that we have a chance that, you know, we are maybe the only person, the only Christ follower that person sees that day. And hopefully it's a good, it's a good view. Yeah, I, no, absolutely. And I think understanding that social media actually breeds loneliness mm -hmm. and, and isolation and it doesn't help. That should have a two-way effect on all of us. First of all, right. it should get us out of our phones. Yes. Yes. Because it, the, 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 you know, the endless scrolling and looking at reels is not, is not connecting you with real people. Right. And I think socialization has got to happen when we connect to other people in a real tangible way. And, and the body is being the body. Yes. So, um, so finding ways to do that in a way that's more impactful. Um, and you know, we had, a, I remember Ali, we had a session with Janice, um, uh, back not too many months ago on hospitality and mm. just, you know, but again, it's those reminders of your house doesn't have to be perfect. Everything right. doesn't have to be great to invite someone over or yeah. to connect someone. So as we're going through these next few, I guess, month, maybe, um, mm -hmm. of, of seasons, I would encourage you, um, you know, go over and spend a few minutes with some, an older person yeah. whose family is not going to be with them in the holidays. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Make, make that effort. Um, uh, bring mm -hmm. your kids, uh, let your kids be silly, let them be themselves and watch them bring joy. Yeah. Um, exactly. you know, um, I, I was going to say, just, you know, bake some cookies extra, mm -hmm. you know, you're baking cookies anyway. So yeah, maybe would it kill you to extra. make an extra dozen mm -hmm. and who could you bless? Right. You know, exactly. And I, it's, I mean, if you don't know what it looks like, you can recreate a Publix commercial and that's yeah. exactly what, that's exactly <laughs> what it looks like. You know, if you are, you know, if you are anywhere in the Southeast, you know what a Publix is, but they have the sappiest, they most do. lonely, saddest, uh, saddest commercials that will tug on your heartstrings. And I can think of a couple of, 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 of commercials that they have where a family is trying to reach out to the old cranky neighbor, um, on the side. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, so you don't know what it looks like. You can either read Mark too, yeah. or you can do or, a Publix commercial. Or, yeah. Or one just of those. Google a Publix commercial. Google a Publix commercial. <laughs> That's it. Oh my goodness. Well, listen, here's what we want to encourage you to do. And that is, um, we don't want to just talk about it. Yeah. We want to do something about it. So, uh, you know, I want to encourage you to action mm -hmm. at the end of this mm -hmm. podcast. Yeah. This is not just, man, I should. Wow. That was good. Boy, mm -hmm. we should really be more conscious about that. That is not action. Yeah. That is, that is, mm -hmm. you know, the idea Take of step. action. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's a plan. so. Right. So what does it look like? You know, maybe it's just praying and asking God to show you because you mm -hmm. don't know anybody right now that comes to right. mind. If you'll pray, right. ask God to show you, I promise you somebody's mm -hmm. going to pop up on the radar. Um, maybe it, it just is thinking a little bit and saying, you know, who do I know that, um, you know, might need a little, little encouragement. Um, and, you know, then from there kind of make a plan, um, mm. have a little action step, do something that becomes um, maybe out of your comfort zone, out of your yeah. family's comfort zone and watch what happens. I know a family that I've known for years and they have such a beautiful story of their Thanksgiving table. Mm. And it started with a couple of college friends that were friends of their, 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 their sons and daughters. 
And these college kids weren't going home for Thanksgiving because they couldn't afford to go home over the Thanksgiving holiday. So they invited them over to their home for Thanksgiving. So this is how it started. Mm -hmm. And now their kids are grown adults and have children of their own now. But this couple still every Thanksgiving opens up their home to this. I mean, it's grown. I mean, it's kind of gotten its own little reputation, Mm -hmm. but they open up their home to many who don't have family and don't have somewhere to go for Thanksgiving and friends invite friends and they never know, you know, she said, Reba, I never know who's going to be exactly sitting at my table because we may know that, you know, that Larry's coming, but we didn't know Larry was going to bring, you know, another person he ran into and everybody knows that that's okay. Uh, You know, she said, I love it when they tell me because then Mm -hmm. I can plan, uh, but she said, I always cook extra. I always Mm -hmm. have extra. And she said, she said, you'll never know the amazing thing happens as you watch prickly people start to warm up and soften as you watch people that are unsure because they don't know anybody in the room except one person as they start to connect and as games and, and laughter and music and songs and, and eating just become camaraderie. And she Mm -hmm. said, we have people who've been coming to our Thanksgiving stuff for over 10 or 15 years yeah. and they started way back in the day and now it's kind of become this ministry. Yeah. No, I think that's amazing. I mean, that is, yeah. you know, the gospel that comes it to is. the house key, right? I love that, you know, that book it. of just opening your doors mm-hmm. and just saying whoever, you know, and, and being yeah. available because that's what, that's what biblical evangelical hospitality is. And that's really stepping is. in and carrying the corner of a uh, of a, of a bed, you know, of a bed. tearing off a roof and getting him, getting him to yeah. Jesus. So that's why I think that's why it's so important, Reba, that you are calling to action because you cannot have these friends did not just, uh, run send one, tell Jesus, just tell Jesus we're over here. No, yeah. they carried this. There was action and there was quite a lot of action yeah. and, um, destruction as well. Um, <laughs> to, to the guys, it was, roof, not <laughs> it was not pretty, but it got the job done. And I think so many times and so many mm-hmm. times we need to be at that, um, at that level, have that level of, of interest in, yeah. in, in our friends. Yeah. So I, I say today one, just one, mm-hmm. not a yeah. thousand, not a yeah. hundred one. Who, yeah. who is that one that you could identify and reach out to and make a difference in their life? Um, and, uh, hopefully one will become another one and another one and another one. Yeah. So, uh, that's exciting thing. So hopefully as uh, we, we want to continue to wish you uh, a joyful holiday season as we're stepping into all of this, um, but reach out to someone and make a difference during this time of year. All right. Well, until next time, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.